0: Are Cheerios actually healthy for your heart? How can a high-level athlete and a beginner do the same workout? Is foam rolling worth the time? How can you eat over 150 grams of protein in a day? And what are some snacks that are not bars? Stay tuned for the answers to all these topics and more in today's episode. A little disclaimer on this episode. We don't know what happened, but the audio quality didn't come through. It wasn't actually a recording from our microphones like it is now, which is why it sounds a little bit more hollow than usual. Our apologies. We'll try to get our act together next week. Have a great day. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 211 of the Digital Barbell Podcast. Episode 211, take 211 of this episode.
1: (laughs) It's like we are good once we get rolling. It literally takes like, this is probably the 15th time we've started the podcast. I don't know why.
0: I don't think people realize those reels that people make, where they're doing like a voiceover something. Like, those take like 10, 15 takes to get right because you have to like memorize the timing of the whole thing. The voiceovers. Like it'll be you use somebody else's sound and you like, oh. mouth to it or or whatever. Oh. Like it's super hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. We're not, not doing what that. we're doing. Why are <laughs>
1: she
0: Oh man, this, this episode. <laughs> we're not cutting here, y'all. are just dealing with it. <laughs> just deal with Let's it. Let's just go. Um, All right,
1: episode 211.
0: Did I say what the episode's about? I You're mean, not I have no idea. some six previous takes. So we've done these kind of episodes in the past. We've called it You Go, I Go, or um, Open, Open Gym. Yeah. Basically, we have six or seven topics that we're just going to wax on. These are questions that have come in over the last couple of weeks, things that we've seen on mm-hmm. the socials on the uh, interwebs and we know you're wondering about these popular so
1: topics. We're going to talk about it,
0: but first we want to brag on the client. we talked about her on Instagram yesterday yeah. or the day before. This is Kristen. She says, literally everything I do now is easier. My physical hobbies, dealing with luggage at the airport, playing with my kids.
1: You know that she went on in that quote dot dot, dot to, dot, to dot. say like, even dealing with like the mental, You know, having the middle capacity, I think something like that to deal with everyday stresses that you don't know are coming, Mm -hmm. which I think is great. Yeah.
0: She did training with you for a long time. Mm -hmm. She's training with Haley right now. She did nutrition coaching with me probably for about six months a couple years ago. Yeah. And I tell you what, I don't know of another person who's made a bigger transformation in their mindset than Kristen Mm -hmm. as far as the all or nothing mentality goes. She's truly adopted the something is better than nothing thing and it has just like turned around Mm -hmm. her results. And it's had a, Overflow effect onto her family too. So we're super proud of you, Kristen. If you're listening to this, keep up the good work yeah. and keep inspiring other people. All right, so we got some topics to get into. We do. Let's just go. Let's go. Let's do we're it mess before, it up before I mess up and start over again.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, the first thing you wanted to talk about is we. Um, I think we've talked about this before. My mom got us into eating cereal. She oh, always brings cereal around, and then we're like, "Oh, cereal. Let's have some cereal at night." And so now we're buying Honey Nut Cheerios. And now they're making them like little heart shaped. I don't know. So anyway, the go ahead and get yeah. the cereal box out. Jonathan was very agitated by this limited edition Honey Nut Cheerios heart shaped box for some
0: reason. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think they've been bragging about being heart healthy for, oh yeah, that's for a long shtick. time. Yeah. Um, so we got this box and like, like you said, they made, they even made the Cheerios into the shape of a heart yeah. now and you can buy two boxes and, I'm holding this up for the YouTubers. You can put two boxes together to form the shape of a heart. Is it on
1: the back? It's on the back.
0: You can buy two boxes and you can hold them up and it makes a heart. Like how sweet is that? (laughs) Um, So, you know, I bring this up because I want to talk about the importance of ignoring the nonsense out there. Mm -hmm. The slick marketing that companies use to try to trick you and being an aware customer, taking an active role in learning about this stuff. So, you know, when you're getting duped or not. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about what this says. It says, um, honey nut Cheerios with happy heart shapes, help take care of your heart together. Find two boxes to make a whole heart. (laughs) See back panel for more details. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Here goes the ingredients. Okay. Enlarge to show texture. (laughs) Okay. There's a heart on the front here that says can help lower cholesterol as part of a healthy heart as a heart healthy diet. Okay. The two most prominent words on the front are the words lower cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on to the fine print. Uh, over here to the right of the box in much smaller font that's kind of blended in with everything else. It's yeah, kind of hard to read. It's the same color as the it's, box. It says 3 grams of soluble fiber daily from whole grain oat foods like Honey Nut Cheerios cereal and a diet low in saturated fat and cholesterol may reduce the risk of heart disease. Honey Nut Cheerios cereal provides 0.75 grams talking about the fiber per serving. So let's talk about a couple different things in here. Number one, let's start with what they ended with that. Honey Nut Cheerios has 0.75 grams of fiber per serving. And they're recommending that a diet with three grams of fiber a day, which first of all, three grams of soluble fiber a day, that is pathetic. But anyway, so, so you're getting less than one third, of the daily dose from the, from the Cheerios. And then let's talk about the other things that they said are really part of a diet that can potentially help lower your cholesterol. A diet, low in saturated fat and cholesterol, dietary cholesterol, are the other two Mm -hmm. things that you got to do. So it's not just like by adding honey nut Cheerios for that 0.7 grams of soluble fiber, you've not made an overall impact in your diet. You got to look at the entire diet to make sure it's low in saturated mm-hmm. fat. That Didn't they
1: say
0: something about low in cholesterol? Yeah, I'm going to and... get to that too. Yeah. Um, it's, so my point is it's never one thing that you're going to add to your diet that's going to change your health health outcomes. They're talking about revamping your entire diet to make it low in saturated yeah. fat, which we know is linked to increased risk for cardiovascular disease, for higher cholesterol, all that bad stuff. So. Uh, Let's move on to this even smaller print on the back of the box. It restates the thing about the the soluble fiber. And then it says, um, heart disease is dependent on many factors, including diet, a family history of the disease, elevated blood, LDL, cholesterol levels, and physical activity. So if you are a sedentary person with an overall crappy diet, adding this food is going to have zero impact on your diet. Now, if you're swapping this out for, you know, a even higher calorie food that has zero fiber in it, (laughs) (laughs) who who knows fruit loops might have the exact same nutritional value as honey (laughs) nut Cheerios for all I know. Um, yeah. yeah, Unless you're swapping it out for something that is like, you know, before I was having Coke for breakfast and now I'm having honey nut Cheerios (laughs) before I was just, you know, mainlining sticks of butter for breakfast. And now I'm having honey nut Cheerios. Like it's not about the one thing. Right. And this brings me to the point about, um, or back to the fact of this clever marketing in general, you look at labels of stuff and they're telling you so many times, what is this food free from? It's fat free. It's sugar free. It's gluten free. It's dairy free. The nutritional value of a food cannot be described or determined by what the food is free from. Back when low fat really went super hard, Mm -hmm. this was big in my family, in my house, these snack wells, cookies, they were the fat free, food. It's like the the non-fat yogurt in the Seinfeld episode. It's fat free. I can eat as much of it as I want. It's sugar free. I can eat as much of it as I want. It's never the thing that the food is free from. You have to learn to read the nutrition facts on the back. Ignore all the slick buzzwords, bold font and the comic (laughs) sayings on the front. Learn to read a nutrition label. Learn to read the ingredient list and zoom out from that and look at your entire diet.
1: And just like we learned in that Seinfeld episode about the non fat yogurt, it was the fat free that lured them in and that right. they were overindulging, even if it was fat free, they were overindulging in the calories By eating just like tons of it and tons of it and tons of it because they're like, it's fat free. I can have as much as I want. I can have it every day.
0: I see this with new clients when they start, you know, they start by keeping a a visual food journal for myself or Haley, whoever their coach is. And a lot of times people will go out of their way to, because we're we're conditioned in marketing to think like this. I had, you know, a handful of a gluten-free granola. I had, you know, two uh, dairy-free cookies. I had a whatever, free, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a less nutritious food that comes with this tag-along whatever it's free from. Because mm-hmm. in our mind, we're like, all right, it doesn't have that thing. I've heard that thing's probably not good. But that's that's the thing that's actually holding a lot of people back is looking at what a f- food is free from. Mm-hmm. And you can still include these kinds of you know tricky foods in your diet, but it's all about the total quantity. It's how it fits into the overall picture of your n- nutrition, not just that the one single thing yeah so if I can leave you with one summation of all mm-hmm. that learn to learn to read nutrition labels and not the boxes and zoom out for, and look at your entire diet instead of one food.
1: Solid solid advice Whew,
0: I'm gonna take sip a this break coffee
1: <laughs> okay I wanted to talk about just how why sorry why what we do is so scalable and why you what at whatever level you're at right now, can do exactly what we are all doing.
0: No, no questions out. Training. Asked.
1: Yes, training. Um, you know, kind of a little background of how our, our business works is like, each week I write like this, the base core of the programming. The framework. The framework. The digital wear like framework. And um, the coaches then apply it to all the clients and customize it for their equipment, their needs, their timeframes and, you know, abilities their and goals. all that stuff. Their goals. Um, but it, within this framework, I write like a, you know, a barbell version, I write a dumbbell version, and I write like a a scaled version. Um, of You're looking for the word masters? Masters know? or scaled yeah. version. Yeah. Um, beginners. Of, so yeah. Either masters or beginners yeah. version of it. Um, and, you know, sometimes we kind of apply all three to, you know, anyway, I'm getting way, way <laughs> to the weeds here. Yeah. Not my point. Um I'm losing my train of thought.
0: You're talking about how, yeah. how there's the framework, but it's scalable. To it's scalable levels. to
1: anybody. And so I'm, yes. And so I was going to give an example of a couple of workouts that we've done this week and just how like you, anybody can do this right now. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, I'm talking specifically, I mean, it's, it, it applies to everything that we do. It applies to the weightlifting, it applies to the bodybuilding it applies to the conditioning. I'm going to give you guys some examples of the conditioning, because I think that that's the piece that like, scares a lot of people and they're like well I can't I can't do that I can't I can't do CrossFit Mm -hmm. you know you absolutely can um this this one is is an example of actually a CrossFit Open workout Open is a week away right around the corner that's a worldwide competition where you do three workouts one a week and you get scored with everybody in the world who has signed up and this is kind of like the this leads into the CrossFit Games but I mean like you and I do it and you know it's just a lot of fun we used to do it in my gym you just kind of compete with your friends and you can compete with everybody in the world that's doing it. But anyway, this was an old open workout from 2013 that we did this week. So it was a 10 minute AMRAP as many rounds as possible. And the prescribed workout was five shoulder to overhead. So that can be a press, a push press, a push jerk, 10 deadlifts, 15 box jumps. Prescribed with a barbell, men 115, women 75. So if you're using a barbell from there, you know, you scale the weight, as, as needed. And we talked about this, I think in last week's, um, maybe not in last week's podcast but at some point where, you know, in a workout like this, where you're looking at it, you're like, well, I'm going to do the same weight for a shoulder overhead as I'm going to do for the deadlifts. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just lifting weights on your own, know that you're not going to do that. But for a workout like this, it's designed for you to move as quickly as possible through that 10 minutes. So you're going to base, the weight of what you can do from shoulder to overhead, and those deadlifts are just gonna be a super light little thing that's kind of in your way during mm-hmm. that workout. Um, if you're not working with dumbbells yet, you're gonna scale, sorry, if with barbells yet, you're gonna scale that to use dumbbells. So I prescribed like men using like a 40 or less, women using like a 25 or less and pick a weight again that you can use that um, shoulder to overhead five reps in a row with great form for all 10 minutes Mm -hmm. under fatigue. Use the dumbbells
0: for your deadlifts too.
1: If you're not quite ready for box jumps, you're going to step up onto that box 15 times. From there, I scaled it for um, some of our older clients, um, to where it was five dumbbell push presses, 10 dumbbell RDLs, and then 15 step ups. Mm -hmm. So that just shows you, you can be, you know, in your twenties, you know we're using the prescribed way to bring your shirt 15, off as soon as the
0: clock starts
1: or you can be in your 60s or 70s and you're all doing the same workout yep you're starting and finishing at the same time you're doing basically the same movements this was another really cool example um, that we had this week where um the prescribed workout let me find it was um you did three rounds of some suitcase step up some kettlebell swings some double unders you did a plank and then you went through the three rounds backwards with the mm-hmm. double swings and suitcase step-ups i really liked this workout um, a, a way that i scaled it was i did still did that suitcase step ups i mean you can still, you can scale that step up to where you have a very low box even just like a step in your house and you're stepping up holding something in one arm um, i reduced the number of swings because after you got through this workout you were like close to 100 swings So I reduced the number from 15 to 12 on the swings Mm -hmm. and instead of the double unders, I did jumping jacks, only 15 jumping jacks. So by the end of that, you accumulated about 75 jumping jacks, about 60 swings and about, uh, I think about, oh yeah, about 70 swings and about 60 step ups. That was a lot of good work. And I changed that plank, um, to 50 to 75 crunches Mm -hmm. for the masters athletes.
0: And you could take it even further if you wanted. Yeah. I mean, any workout can be scaled up or scaled down based on your level. Right. You'll still get the desired stimulus out of it. So if you, um, let's say you don't have a suitcase, what do you do for the suitcase? Step suitcase step
1: up means that you're holding an object in one hand. I think about holding the suitcase. What does it look like? You usually just carry in one hand and you're trying to brace yourself from that, um, that weight bending you over toward, toward the weight you're holding. So it's a great, exercise for your obliques.
0: All the millennials listening to this are like, why would you carry a suitcase? They all have wheels, <laughs> have wheels on the bottom. That's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could also scale this down to like a, um, the, like a bag you carry your toiletries in feel. You know, you're not actually carrying a suitcase. <laughs> so you're
1: carrying. you were, you were, you know, lifting a dumbbell or I'm a kettlebell kettle over, over the box. Everybody else knows what I'm talking about.
0: Okay, I think that's a great example of how any workout can be scaled to anybody's level. And your level can be determined by your current fitness level, Mm -hmm. your age, or coming back from an injury. Yeah, like We work with people of all different levels, and we can take that framework that Mm -hmm. you write and apply it to everybody. So everybody gets better in their own way. And also one thing to remember is... Let's say you repeated this. You, you did the scaled version of this workout and then you repeated it a couple of years later. I mm-hmm. bet you aren't still doing the scaled version yeah. of it. You're certainly do a high, doing a more difficult version than you did because you're getting fitter over mm-hmm. time.
1: That is one of the cool things about like something like the CrossFit Open is you are, they often repeat those workouts and these are workouts that you've done over the years and you can come back and you'd be like, wow, I've gotten faster at that or I've gotten stronger. I've been able to like, Use the RX barbell weight now. Mm-hmm. Just, you know I've got pull-ups now. Or yeah, yeah, it's really cool to see. All right. Um, so another thing we were going to talk about is how do we eat enough protein per day?
0: Yeah, it's probably one of the top complaints you get with with people when you start learning like how much protein is really advantageous for the body composition goals you have. Yeah, they become aware of how little they're eating now, and they're like, shoot, I can't eat that much protein. Mm-hmm. And this could even be a number like hundred for ladies, 150 for men, 200 for men, it, it might seem a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So um, we've, we've made different infographics over the years yeah. to do this. And of course we guide our custom clients on how to do it, but we each kind of went back and looked through some, some old food logs. Uh, Actually,
1: I wrote down what I'm eating today. Okay. So this was this is, why don't you go first then? This is today. So in the morning we have three eggs. That's 18 grams. Um, I usually have an after breakfast but you know, sometimes between lunch and breakfast, a snack with a, one of those like pre-made yogurts, like, you know, not pre-made, but you know what I mean? Like
0: a uh, well, yogurt cup,
1: a yogurt cup and a banana, 12 grams in that yogurt cup. also have a builder bar before we work out 20 grams in those builder bars. Um, and then for lunch, we I usually have three to three and a half ounces of chicken and a glass of milk. So that's, if I go with the three, that's 26 grams plus 13 just in my lunch. Um, A midday snack, I'll have a cottage cheese and berries. That's a 13 gram snack. Again, for dinner, the meat, three, three and a half, so another 26 to 30. And then, you know, the milk with my Cheerios is 13 grams. (laughs) That's 145 grams of protein. That isn't even, that's just the just the heavy hitter protein. There's definitely, if I put this in a food log, with everything else I was eating, there were definitely you know, the other like trace amounts of oh, yeah. protein there's, in there, but
0: there's protein in your oats, protein in, the, in your bell peppers, yeah. this protein in your salad the, dressing. Yeah. So you're probably pushing like 160 or more. I might, be,
1: I need, to, I might need to dial it back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So that's an example of a female. How tall are you? 5'7". How much do you weigh?
1: 135. All right.
0: So there's, there's Blakely stats and how she eats that much protein. Um, all right. So similar for me, I, I will have um, three eggs for breakfast. I'll basically make them into like breakfast tacos. Um, sometimes I'll add an extra white in if I'm trying to get a little bit more protein and then a glass of fat-free milk with, with breakfast. That's 43 grams of protein right there by the time you add in all the trace amounts from the um, tortillas and stuff. Lunch would be a salad with the main source being about five ounces of cooked chicken breast instead of raw chicken breast. <laughs> um and then all the other stuff adds up to a little bit more protein my, my lunch comes in around 45 grams of protein with most of it coming from that five ounces of cooked chicken breast dinner is either going to be like a bowl or another salad or something of chili or something like that but for this example i put six ounces of uh, butterball turkey breast we made one of those little. Yeah. Um, turkey breast in the air fryer. I had six ounces of that on there. Looks like I made a salad for dinner this night. But anyway, by the time I added all that up with the six ounces of turkey, it came to almost 50 grams of protein in dinner. Snacks throughout the day. I had some non-fat Siggy's vanilla yogurt. I had another glass of fat-free milk. I had a serving of low-fat cottage cheese, and I had a Yasso bar for dessert after Mm -hmm. dinner. And all those snacks and dessert rang me up for another 43 almost 44 grams of protein that totaled up to about 185 grams of protein that day. Okay. And I weigh, at the time I was doing this, I weighed about 165 pounds. Um, so yeah, there's an example. It's really going to be that you, uh, ate a little bit. You, you had a legitimate amount in each meal and then you picked up some of the tr- through the trace amounts of everything mm-hmm. else. And then you had one or two high protein snacks per day. That's probably the way that you're going to be the most consistent mm-hmm. in hitting your protein goals.
1: Yeah. And we've talked to you before about bulking up, like if you're having one egg for breakfast, you know, push it, push a little bit more protein mm-hmm. in that, you know, if you're, you know, think about how much protein is in your lunch, you know, add a little bit more. If you're, if it's, if you're in control of it and making it yourself. Yeah. You know.
0: And, um, well, I forgot, I was going to say something else. You made me think of it when you were talking about um, adding the egg yeah. whites, but yeah, I mean the, the point is you're going to have to be deliberate about right. doing this and, and if you're tracking your calories, like just mess around when you're not doing anything, watching Seinfeld on TV and like play with a sample day and be like, oh shoot, I had no idea. I was gonna have to eat, you know, four ounces of meat at lunch instead of the normal two that mm-hmm. I take to get there. At least it gives, gives you some idea of how you need to modify your diet going forward.
1: Yeah, and I mean like, when, in the past, and this is why we talk all the time about like, how, how blogging is just this great educational tool because if you do it for a little bit of time, you have the skills to eat, you Mm -hmm. know, without logging. But in the past when I was logging, I would, you know, notice the difference between like ground turkey and chicken. Like if I'm having ground turkey, I would need to push it toward like four or so on my plate. If I'm having chicken, for some reason, chicken contains more protein.
0: Chicken is the goat of protein.
1: i closer to like that three
0: mark. And just for a little general guideline, actually we have a killer blog on our website about how to exactly set your your calories and macros for fat loss or muscle gain, whatever you're trying to do. Um, So go check that out. But just as a general rule, try to shoot for between 0.7, 0.8-ish, and 1.2 grams of protein per pound that you weigh per day, skewing towards the higher end when you're in in the fat loss phase.
1: I'm bulking right now, I guess. Didn't even know it.
0: (laughs) Making gains. All right, so there's how to eat more protein. All
1: right, this one, this uh, question did come in. Um, is and it was about foam rolling. Is yeah. foam rolling beneficial?
0: That was the gist of the question. Mm-hmm. Um I'm guilty of this, spending fifteen minutes rolling around on a foam roller, especially like when you own the gym and yeah, it was kinda of like the social time. Everybody yeah. gets there a little bit early, you grab a foam roller and you start you around flopping around on yeah. there and talk about your day. But the more research they've done on foam rolling, it's it falls in line with massage. That's mm-hmm. essentially what you're doing, is some sort of uh, Self massage to yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you have time for a massage, it can be beneficial because it's relaxing. Sometimes working on a sore muscle can make it feel better, mm-hmm. but there's no lasting change being done by foam rolling. And it's if it's cutting into the amount of time that you have available to train, then you're actually working against yourself. That yeah. time would be much better spent getting in more exercise volume, which is going to give you better results. So use it as a tool similar to. Uh, to massage mm-hmm. it would be our general that, that goes for like theragun usage yeah uh, all that kind of stuff
1: yeah that's what we and somebody asked the question a few weeks ago about cooling down that's kind of my reason for my answer Was yeah. like i'm not going to write a lengthy cool down for you guys i'm going to give you just enough warm-up to get you ready to go but i would i'd rather you spend your your valuable time that you are in the gym doing the work not not cooling down or foam rolling
0: i was always really guilty of uh, foam rolling my it bands because Mm -hmm. i was always just like obsessed with how sore they always were yeah maybe if i just like grip my teeth through this (laughs) it band rolling they'll stop being so sore Uh but it's like it turns out that your it band is strong enough to like hold up a car just like a car dangling from a crane like there's no actual physical change you're going to make to your it band by putting your own Mm -hmm. body weight not even all of your body weight on it and going up and down it but
1: if you you know if you have the time and you get to the gym earlier you want to go out into your gym space five or ten minutes early and you feel better and you feel looser after you foam rolled go for it yeah i mean there's nothing there's nothing like you're, you're not going to do any harm to yourself that's right
0: yeah? and, and maybe even the placebo effect of you doing it will right. help your performance too but you know the research doesn't support yeah you know, i mean if, change if
1: we've been like a lot of times, we you know we, we work from our desk and if we're standing there or sitting there for you know a couple hours, I felt tight and I'm like, I need to like do something before we just start working out. Yeah. Like I got like to like walk on the treadmill for ten minutes or I might just sit there and like do a couple stretches or mm-hmm. something like that. i like, if I just start, started squatting right now, I might hurt myself. You know why? why?
0: Motion is lotion. Yeah,
1: <laughs> good one. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. This question has come up a lot. Um, you know, we're always talking about being prepared, bringing your snacks. So we want to talk about snack bars that snacks that are not bars, Yeah. you know, because bars are those easy things to grab. And you know, a lot of times they can be more like eating a candy bar. Um, It just depends on the one you get, but
0: bars are especially tricky for anybody who is trying to lose weight because they're one of those things that are super high in calories for a small amount of food. And they're also pretty tricky with the nutrition labels. A lot of time, yeah. more and more companies are getting wise to pumping a bunch of fiber and sugar alcohol in them yes. so they can subtract those calories out.
1: And they don't. a lot of times they don't fall into your high, your high protein snack rule.
0: Yeah, even the Builder Bar that you eat as a snack most days that has 20 grams of protein, but 290 calories. So the rule we use mm-hmm. for whether a snack is a high protein snack or not is take the grams of protein in it, multiply it times 10, and that should times be 200. more yeah. than the total calories in it. So the, yeah, I mean, the builder bar fails miserably a clip but like, i
1: mean it does have a lot of protein 20 is still a lot yeah. but
0: you're paying a hefty fee for yeah. it with those 290 calories like standard cliff bars are even worse they have 10 grams of protein right, for like, 250 or 260 calories mm-hmm. i bought a a plant-based rx bar this week to try it it had only 10 grams of protein for 230 calories and tasted terrible too really? so it was, was i the forgot to tell you is. about that it was super dry and, and crumbly and it was made with pea protein since okay. it was plant based. Um terrible texture and mm-hmm. it really dried my mouth out, but um, interesting. So anyway, yes. if yeah. you're trying to lose fat, try to steer clear of bars as much as you yeah. can. Use yeah. other protein supplements like shakes.
1: Um, and the sugar alcohol that you mentioned, that is yeah, right now. It will really it can do a number on your stomach. So it'll do yeah. a number
0: on your stomach and your relationships. <laughs>
1: all your relationships
0: because there's other people in your house that have to deal with the consequences <laughs> okay. of
1: all that sugar. All right.
0: What was the question? Uh, I was going to give a couple snacks of, examples that aren't bars.
1: of snacks that are bars and I was going to try to keep it to like things that you can bring. Like if you're, if you're going to an office or something, things that you can have with you that's easy, easy to bring. Um, earlier I talked about my yogurt. They have, they now have this Faya yogurt that has a yogurt on one side and like a little jelly on the other. Mm. It's delicious. I think it's like 13 grams of protein. That's a great, you know, if you have a cooler or a fridge at work, great snack to bring.
0: And you can bring your own cooler, get you a little small insulated bag with one single ice pack. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, same thing. Same thing. They now make um, a cottage cheese like that. It's a cottage cheese single serving, and then on the top it has a little jelly packet. Which I just think Jonathan was crazy for putting jelly in cottage cheese. I never even thought of this, but obviously it's a thing because they're putting jelly in <laughs> And they're
0: charging double. For <laughs>
1: they're charging double. He won't let me buy them because it's too expensive. It's a ripoff. If I'm, if I'm gonna have jelly in my cottage cheese, I gotta make it myself. We're
0: gonna retire someday. <laughs> we can't be blowing <laughs> on jelly. But if you
1: need an easy snack to have with you at the office. They make those now. Um, Having, bringing an apple and maybe having a jar of peanut butter there handy. You know, don't go crazy on the peanut butter, but yes. Tread lightly. Uh, An apple and peanut butter, I think, is a great snack. That's a classic. That's, you know, back in the day when your mom made you lunch for Mm -hmm. school, apple slices with some peanut butter. Um, String cheese and applesauce. That's a snack I love. Yeah, you do. It's It's like your little lunchable. (laughs) snack Again, vegetable. those snack, string cheeses or single serve. Applesauces or single serve. Those might easy even, to pack with you. lean,
0: um, skim, string cheese or 2% might even fit the high protein mm. snack roll.
1: But I don't remember how many calories are in kind one of those. Like this. 90 maybe. Okay. Um, and another one that I always have in my purse is a box of raisins. Mm. Those boxes of raisins that are like, not the minis, but the one size up from the minis. Yeah. That is a great snack.
0: Yeah. It's not a lot of food for 90 calories, but I think that's what they have, but they sure are convenient. They last a long time. And it's
1: just like, if you're a little bit hungry and you're just like, I want a little something, something.
0: Yeah. Especially if you're somebody who has a sweet tooth, because they are pretty sweet yeah. too. Okay. I thought of a couple while you were talking. Okay. The uh, the Quest potato chips, those have about 20 grams of protein per bag. They fit the high protein snack rule. So have
1: that, those warning on the bag. No, no,
0: those are really going to be the Lester chips. <laughs> no, none of that. Um, beef jerky. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's I not a bar. Beef jerky.
0: Just be careful the ones that have added sugar. Um, there's some edamame snacks hmm. that are pretty high in protein because soy is a pretty good you source of protein. you a microwave for those? No, they they come in a bag actually.
1: Um, are they like I dried?
0: I think they're dried okay. and, they're, and they're flavored too. Costco okay. has them. So
1: it's kind of like a chip.
0: It's like having a chip made of a soybean.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, protein shakes are, yeah. not, are not bars. Look yeah. for the Fairlife brand.
1: Oh, pre made yeah, the pre made.
0: Yep. Pre-made so made Pre made or ones that you make yourself. Um there's something else I thought of, but now I've forgotten what mm-hmm. it is. Well why don't we put the list of these in the show notes yeah. for everybody?
1: It's a great list.
0: So you don't have to eat snack bars, guys.
1: Yeah. All right. What's next? Right now Can we talk
0: about Cheerios some more?
1: You are establishing your summer physique. It's February. Yeah. It might not feel like it, but right now you're establishing your summer physique.
0: Yeah, it sneaks up on people. It does. I mean, when is Memorial Day? Is may that 31st.
1: Or I mean, like, the, Some, yeah. Sometime in May. The end of May.
0: Yeah, so we're in February right now. So you got February, March, April, three solid months before May. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you're at with your, you know, your physique, your body composition or whatever, it may take you three solid months to make the progress that you want or even longer. So don't be thinking like you're going to coast... For February and March, kick it off in April or May, and be ready for summer. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to be, and you're going to be like, I waited too long. So <laughs> the cho- the choices that you're making right now are setting up what you're going to be like in the summer. And this I'm, is where the
1: area of grievances comes in. I'm <laughs> talking about this like from a
0: totally vain perspective because let's be honest, like people want to look better with their clothes off in the summer or less clothes on. Maybe not all their clothes <laughs> off, but depending on it's goods.
1: sweatshirt weather right now. I mean we're in Texas and it's sweatshirt weather. <laughs> That's the funny so, thing, is
0: like you gotta put in the work now yeah. in your in your cold in your garage cold. Yeah. in your sweatshirt for the results that you want to see. Like the times that I've had the like the best physique in the summer, I've started right around this time of year and given myself plenty of time. Cause you might not want to make one long run up to your ultimate goal. You might want to make a push for like eight weeks chill for four weeks then make one final push before summer so y'all better check yourself if you feel like you're just gonna coast through this time of year when it's cold take advantage of those uh, heavy clothes that you got on put in some hard work work up a good sweat build your strength get your nutrition dialed in and you'll be able to reap the rewards in summer when everybody else is scratching their head trying to start with knowing that like the holiday season's coming right after the (laughs) summer so as Blake always says, check yourself before you wreck yourself
1: and at that we're done
0: (laughs) alright guys, this was kind of a silly episode but uh, it was powered by coffee and we hope that you guys enjoyed it (laughs) we'll catch you next time thank you all for listening we truly appreciate it but real quick before we go do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.